We are speaking with Father James Altman, who, uh, as you might have heard already, has just been served papers, if you will, by his bishop, removing his faculties, removing his, his pastor, which we already knew was coming. So uh, you're going to want to stay tuned for this, a first reaction from Father Altman on the day of. Father Altman, so good to be with you. Uh, let's begin as we always do at the sign of the cross. If you wouldn't mind leading us in the sign of the cross, but also a little prayer uh, that comes from your heart right now. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, we rely upon the witness of saints through the centuries, through the millennia, especially one of my favorites, St. Philip Neri, who said, cast yourselves in the arms of God. Rest assured that if he wants anything of you, he'll fit you for the task and give you the strength. Certainly, as St. Paul said in, in Romans chapter 8, that all things work to the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So we ask you, Father, to continue to guide us, inspire us, lead us to where you would have us go so that we could serve you by serving your people, even unto martyrdom right away. And we ask this grace in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 It is, uh, it is good to talk to you, Father, on uh, so momentous an occasion. Um, let me get, first of all, uh, your reaction uh, when you saw the uh, letter. How was it delivered to you? You said it was uh, by FedEx or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's a courtesy uh, on such momentous things that you would do something in person and... Uh, and yet it was delivered, I think, in a rather cowardly way. Uh, FedEx. I mean, what is that? Uh, it's so so typical of, you know, I, I'm a man, you know, and you do things in a manly way. <laughs> and, and that just was kind of uh, cowardly, I'd say. Um, but that's how it came. There was a letter after Mass this morning. I didn't know this. Uh, somebody was sitting in back and saw that there was a newspaper reporter there. And then I've since come to find out that this was discussed last night, the final conclusions, which were reached and, uh, but were not presented to me. Obviously this had been prepared for months by several different people whose input is, is in the document. You can see it. Uh, and, and so, but then it came as a surprise to me. I thought if they were going to do something, it would be probably the end of latter part of June, because the normal day for, for changing pastors is, is July 1st. And, uh, and yet it, it came today, as I said, by FedEx and uh, on it, it says uh, effective immediately. So upon receipt, I guess, well, thank God I was here to even look at it or, you know, I, it, anyway, it came after mass today. And then all of a sudden the news spread very, very quickly, as you know, you know, and, uh, but, uh, I'm, I'm getting contacted from people all over the world. Somebody called from Sydney, Australia. That's how far it's, I, I don't know how it gets so far, so fast. Um, they called the office here today uh, to talk to me and uh, express their concerns. So, you know, if, if we believe uh, in the Eucharist, which we do, uh, and we know it nourishes us and sustains us in all things. Uh, and, you know, that is really one of the reasons why uh, people sometimes think I get like shook up or upset. And I'm thinking, well, you know, uh, if you're not, if you're denying my child food, uh, the food, the bread of life, well, if you're not upset about that, there was one of the great uh, 
Archbishop said, if, if it was Fulton J. Sheen, you know him. And he said, listen, if you can't get angry about stuff like that, then you can't, you can't love either. Because great, greater love has greater anger towards those things that are contrary to the salvation of our eternal souls, which is the only thing that matters in the end. So, um, the, uh, so and, but St. Paul said, all things work to the good. And, and so even this, somehow, some way, uh, you know, you probably saw that picture where I was uh, blessing all the people that came to pray when I was up on the roof at 7 p.m. at night on a Sunday when I was just dead tired. And, and there's that rainbow in the dove land right over my head. And I thought, okay, thank you, Lord. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. You can't even ask for a sign like that. But I said, okay, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do what you're asking me to do. And, and we can expect, as you know, one of the covers, last week's bulletin cover had the, the martyrs who wouldn't even burn incense. So they were burned alive for Nero's pleasure and those are the crazy Romans back then. And, and then, of course, being fed to the lions. So that is, you know, a mere letter in the mail delivered FedEx. Well, that's pretty minor, I guess. In the, you know what concerns me? I don't care what they do to me. Honestly, I don't care. You know, if, if I get martyred in the end, well, so be it. Like I always joke, it might be the only way I get to heaven. What, what troubles me is the interference uh, with the feeding of, of God's children, uh, which is through word and through the sacrament both of which were denied to people over the past 15 months. And, and as I said, they, they haven't come forward yet and apologized for denying. They have one job to do. You've heard me say this. I have, I have one. This is not rocket science. They have one job to do, which is to feed the people and take care of their eternal souls, not worry, worry about whether you or me, you, the, you or I get a cough and something that 99.95% or something of, of people under the age of 70 recover very nicely. So I... What troubles me has nothing to do with me. And if I seem angry at times, has it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with the people. And and I, I asked a question recently, how can they love? Because I say, what well, what kind of father would feed his child? And somebody called me courageous. And I think it was life side news. I think Jim Hale came and taught to me. And right in the middle of the interview, it came to me. This is just like a week ago. I said, it's not courage, it's love. If you love, how, how can you not feed your children? So, so when I look at the bishops that are so involved in this shutdown, cancel culture of the truth, see, they don't love. They, they just can't love. And, and that's really troublesome because God is love. We learned that basic Baltimore catechism. Who is God? God is love. Um, so I guess, so I would hope that at least if somebody gets upset with me because they seem angry, that they realize that what is inspiring that anger is great love, uh, love for the people that seems to be uh, a love that seems so devoid in so many of the bishops of the church, which is, well, you know, one day they'll have to answer to that. When I stand before our Lord and Savior, I'll say, listen, during that 15 months, I gave out over 70,000 Holy Communions on the tongue without a mask. <laughs> and I didn't fear not even the slightest any one of them. So there you go. Is that that kind of bring you up to date? I guess where I mean it just happened today. So uh, it's all as new to me as it is to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's come out very clearly. You are most disturbed and agitated by the harm to uh, souls, really. Uh, of the of the ones, particularly those who are misled in the faith, and that's what our Lord was was uh, vehement about as well. He's the one who said, uh, you know, if you mislead the little ones, uh, it'll be better for you for, that a millstone be tied about your neck and be thrown into the sea. 
Um, that's the thing. So if you can unpack this a little bit for us, what does it actually mean? Yeah. What you were told in the letter? Uh, first of all, what was the specifics? You're yeah. uh, denied your faculties. What, what does that mean for us? Right. So, so the first, there were two decrees. One decree was, um, to, uh, try to, uh, remove me as, as pastor, which I have canonical protections and it's going to be, and so we're appealing this, like you can appeal any decision in any court, just whether it's civil or canonical. So we're appealing this and there's a process that goes through four separate appeals as you move along through the system. It takes a little while for each one. In the meantime, they'll have to appoint an administrator. And, and indeed that's what they're going to do. And, uh, and I found out who it is. I, I don't know if I'm at liberty to say that just yet, but uh, it's it's crazy because that person can't come for another couple of weeks. And so we have a, an 86-year-old uh, retired priest who's going to be coming celebrating all the masses on Sunday, on Saturday, Sunday, I have five plus confessions. I mean, what are these people thinking? Why didn't they just wait to make this decision when that other pastor becomes available? But they didn't. They just, ah, uh, you know, I can't. Anyway, so it just means that I I'm still the pastor. They can't remove you as pastor unless you, if you appeal it, unless you go, you know, until you go through the end of this appellate process, which can reverse the decision for different steps along the way. So that's the pastor part. So you're just not, not a pastor anymore. The second thing has to do with faculties. And this, uh, how can I say this? So it's polite. Um, it's, it's diabolical uh, because you, I, I can't celebrate the Holy Sacrifice of Mass publicly. Uh, it, it, part of it said only with your two parents present, but, um, the, uh, it can't celebrate marriages. I'm, I'm, a, I'm already people in the extraordinary form, uh, the great community want me to celebrate their marriage here. I think one's coming up here in the first week of August. I think it was August 4th. And, uh, so, so I'm asking for a clarification on that. Are you telling me that? I can't serve these people to whom I've committed the extraordinary form, the high mass extraordinary form. There's, there aren't many people around here that can do that. Uh, especially anybody that knows these families as I do that wanted me specifically to do this. Um, no baptisms. What, what kind of mentality is that where you can't do a baptism? It's, it's incomprehensible to me, but you know, because I said, you know, down in Chicago, they weren't allowed to do any baptisms in the, in the height of all this uh, crazy so um, those are the faculties. Those are what are called faculties. So it's celebrating the mass publicly, baptisms, marriages, uh, still hear confessions. Uh, well, Laicides, McCarrick. You can, can you believe this? McCarrick, if there's somebody dying, he could actually hear that confession. It counts because you're a priest forever. Um, and But that wasn't one of the restrictions. So that was okay. And then um, didn't say any restrictions on the anointing of the sick, which again, even, even a Laicides, McCarrick, can do an anointing of the sick of the dying. Um, so what it just means is that there wouldn't be like a regular functioning thing where uh, I would go into the parish, which is of course what they're trying to get me out of. Um, yeah, so that, that I think that's the best understanding, I can, best way I can explain the faculties part. But not only are they denying uh, me and those hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other canceled priests, like I just had lunch with one today who hasn't had an assignment in nine years because of what's going on down in Rockford. That guy's a nightmare. That's spawn of Rembert Weekland, as you know. Um, it just means you can't, you, you won't have a, a regular parish family to serve, uh, which is the heart of the parish priest. I mean, that is our charism. Uh, so 
in that sense, he's done something, I think, very evil. Uh, right. Do they care? Do they, see, here's the thing. They don't care about me, and they don't care about, you know, we've had, uh, I think it's close to 50 now, uh, prisoners, uh, p- families joined the parish in the last 15 months. Four, I think it's 16 who have left. We've tripled the amount who have left. We've added triple that amount. It's not even like even two for one. It's three for one. Uh, so they don't care about those people. But throughout the globe, as you well know, that in Canada, it's a nightmare up there. The Remember, the, you saw that. It wasn't even a priest. It was a Protestant pastor. The police are coming in trying to stop the service. They don't care about the people. Because if they did, they'd stand up to the government and say, your authority ends at my front door. Because it does. I'm not, I'm not sure in Canada, but certainly in America, here in the United States. Um, so I, that really, we should find troubling, that they just don't care about your eternal soul. And that, that I will never understand because what is the point of being a priest? We have one, my job is not to do social justice with people. My job is to take, get, prepare their eternal souls to meet our Lord Jesus. That's, that's, we've got one job to do and that's it. I, I, if I ever seem upset, it's because they're not doing their job and, the, and they aren't obviously, but you know what? People all around the globe know this. So that, that's the fact that he's part you, they don't, he won't let me like so many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other faithful priests were just trying to do it right. Uh, they won't let us serve the people. Yeah. It is an interesting perspective because I think a lot of people, when they hear about, oh, Father Altman's been canceled by his bishop, they don't yeah. actually think of the families. It's funny to hear you as a father. You're a father, even though you're you're reaching the whole wide world. I know that so many people during the lockdown uh, relied on you as, as, uh, as yeah. uh, their priest in a way. But... You have a very specific attachment to your own personal family, as it were, in your parish. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I remember yeah. talking to you about, um, you know, the 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 uh, support we gave you for, um, you know, the petition. And it was funny because yeah. you kept referencing how your people, uh, the children in the parish, your children in the parish are, are so grateful. And really bringing that home, that understanding home that, wait a minute, this priest is actually a father in in a very kind of a real way to his own parishioners. And it's the bishop is actually removing the father of uh, these parishioners as well. So anyway, it's it's an interesting perspective, Father. Um, A lot of people are going to be wondering about you, your future right now, your plans, your, um, you know, your, your state. I mean, you don't, you don't seem like you're up in arms. You don't seem despondent. You don't seem, yeah. uh, you know, what's what's going on internally with you and, and what yeah. are you thinking about for the, for, for the future? Yeah. I've had, um, I've had incredible peace, uh, uh, regardless of what happens to me, just peace, because um, I, I said it this way, if this door closes, another one will open. And certainly I've had that experience in my life. Uh, that's how we get... Uh, prepared, uh, practicing smaller doors opening to bigger doors and then bigger doors closing and opening up to even bigger doors. Uh, I've had incredible peace about it. And um, if, if we knew what, if we, listen, if we knew what was ahead of us, we might not want to go there. So I'm not expecting God to um, give me some blinking neon sign that says, okay, this is where you're going to go next. This is what you're going to do. That's, that's not the way he works because then, he, then we wouldn't be exercising our free will um, I am open to, um, what, what I would, what I would always be open to and what I would hope would always come through no matter what people think about my manner and tone 
that they would recognize that's what's coming through there is God's love, a love that I, I recognize um, because he's loved me and I didn't deserve it. And so, uh, so I, I would hope that in, in everything that I do as this point, go, as we go forward, what, whatever that is going to be, um, that it's, uh, will be a, a means, an expression of God's love working through me, uh, which is what it always should be. And, and like I said, that's what a father does, isn't it? He loves his children. So he, he serves them. He sacrifices for them. He, he gets up in the morning and goes to work for them. Uh, he puts food on the table for them, uh, which is what a priest does at the altar, isn't it? The bread of life. Uh, so in whatever capacity, uh, whether it be um, through theological speaking, through, uh, through just compassion speaking of, of the compassion of Jesus for his people and how he's drawing them to him through bonds of love, through cords of love. Uh, I hope that's what, what the future holds. And, and, but I'm very much at peace um, because it get, yeah, there's a, isn't it? That there's a kind of a funny little prayer that goes, uh, grant me to accept the things I cannot change so there's something like that, right? Yep. There's a funny one where you throw wine into there too. And give me wine for the things that I can't change. <laughs> something like that. But, um, so I'm at peace. Yeah. What's a, a lot of the suffering that you have been put through right now is because yeah. of your bishop. What are your feelings mm-hmm. toward or what's your attitude toward your bishop right now? Um, yeah. I, you know, I said it from day one that uh, I give him credit as one of the very, very few who let us at least have some people come into church. I've also, to his face, and so it's not like I don't stab him in the back. I've told him right to his face, how dare you only let nine people come into church when a thousand can go into Walmart to keep the abortuaries open, etc. Pot stores, liquor stores, only nine people in the Cathedral of La Crosse. So he knows. I I don't, and I don't think he, I think, I think he maybe felt guilty when I said that, as he should have, because it is a disgrace to your office. You know, uh, listen, I haven't, um, for him or anybody, any other bishop that, whose names even I sometimes mention, I don't bring disgrace or discredit you. You do it yourself. I just talk about it, right? If, if you didn't do what you did, I'd have nothing to say. If you would feed your people, I would not have to complain about the fact that you weren't feeding your people, right? So I just talk about it, and they're all mad about this because it, it implicates them. It convicts them uh, for their own failure. Well, uh, so as to my own bishop, I see, again, I have to give him credit. He said specifically that I speak the undeniable truth. This doesn't like the manner and tone. Well, neither do like people like Supich, you know, Blaise Supich or Wilton Gregory or What's that? Joseph Tobin, the Cardinal of Newark. They, they don't like my manner and tone because I call them out for their utter and complete failure to serve their people, to, to, to fulfill their duty. What did, what did Jesus say? You can't get good fruit from a bad tree and bad trees produce bad fruit. Well, look what they've done. At what point? Here's a, here's a condemning tissue. These are facts that you can't argue with. 80% of Catholics now don't go to mass. 80% of Catholics pretty much don't believe in the real presence. And so I said, at what point are they going to say, hey, we're not doing, we're not doing our job? Yeah, those are, those are objective criteria that show you you're not doing your job. They, and they get mad when I say it. Well, you know, what, there's the proof. Argue with the proof. And, and they can't. So yeah. 
Now, in your in your mass, in the mass, you normally pray for the bishop. Uh, will yeah. you continue to pray for him, even though he's done this to you? Yeah. Uh, what did you? Well, I don't think I even have a choice in that matter, do I? I would have to pray for Bishop Callahan, and I would like to think he's praying for me. I would like to think so, anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. It is quite the thing, right from Calvary, where our Lord prayed, uh, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing." Yeah. Yes. Uh, up to the present moment where someone does something to harm you and not only you, but, but in a way your spiritual children to still pray for them is, is quite, it's quite something. Um, it's it's not easy because sometimes you just want to not even not just pray. You know, I never wish ill right on him. I I couldn't, how could I, um, but to actually pray that good things happen. There there is a difference between hoping bad things happen, which I'd never do. But, uh, but also praying that good things happen. Maybe, you know, if he changes his heart, um, he, if, I will say in this decree, uh, it's in there somewhere, uh, he wants me to go on a 30-day retreat. I could listen. I'd love to go on a 30-day retreat at any point because there's no time because I'm sacrificing myself for the family. Uh, but but to, to change my heart, listen, buddy, Bishop Callahan, if you're listening, 70,000 plus Holy Communions on the tongue without a mask. You, you want me to change that heart? The heart that loved his family so much that he would he would do that? He would make sure? He would, are you kidding me? It's just, yeah, no, you don't, you don't want me to change my heart, Bishop, because I have the heart of a priest. Why would he ever want me to change my heart? I'll tell you, his heart he should be praying to, to have changed. All those, those priests that, that didn't, even when they could have, when he gave that, like that, that you could have nine, including yourself, there were still some that wouldn't let people in. Hey, Bishop Callahan, get, pray that they change their hearts. Send them on a 30-day retreat about what it means to be a father to feed their children. I can't, you see how preposterous it is? I mean, how can you argue with something like that? And he, wa- he wants me to change my heart. Uh, you know what? I, if, I hope, uh, well, like, like Archbishop Fulton Sheen said, you know, if, if you've lost that capacity to, to love that deeply, you will lose the capacity to hate the sin so deeply and that's nothing but sinful to not do your job that you were ordained to do um yeah sorry maybe that did that answer a question or was yeah. i just rambling yeah no that does it father okay. if you could uh as as you part give us your uh a blessing um and um and any final words you might have all right well the final words that i always say uh get to the eucharist Find a parish where you can get to the Eucharist without which you do not have life within you. And that is fundamental. You cannot change that. You, yeah, they tried to when they said you can't come to church. Oh, no, the Eucharist, not essential. Just do a spiritual communion. No, go find the Holy Eucharist. You must have him within you. Uh, and, and to deny that, actually, you're a heretic if you, if you deny that truth. It's just so basic. So Get to the Holy Eucharist. Uh, spend time before the Holy Eucharist. Uh, it is the way, the only way. Uh, Jesus said that, not me. So my prayer then, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, let the people see those doors that are open to them. Those doors that, through which they can come and receive the grace they need to sustain themselves in this life. And in the trials that are coming for it is only going to get worse. Nurse them and sustain them now so that they can be, as I said before, witnesses of their faith. 
And we ask this grace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us, Father Altman. And be assured. You're welcome. Thank you. Be assured of our prayers and the prayers of many, many, many thousands of faithful for you, for your ministry, ongoing ministry. And uh, we look forward to seeing what the good Lord has in store for you in these coming months. Can I say one more quick thing before you go? Okay. It's that now that I apparently am going to have more free time, there's no such thing. I hope to be able to better express my thanks to all of LifeSites, all that you have done for me, the the prayers that you have sustained me with, the the, the gifts that come in, that all that that donation thing that is going to help pay for not just me, but for other persecuted priests to defend themselves. I I can't thank you enough, and but I hope to have at least thank you more. Had time to do that, so thank you for your patience so far, even as I struggle to to answer all the guards and letters, but uh, I'm working on it. And now apparently I'll have more time to do so. Thank you. (laughs) God bless you, Father. I bless you too. And God bless all all of you. We'll see you next time. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we are communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.